the biggest games. A perfect season complete. The Wanakee Warriors are your state champions in Division II. The most compelling stories. 50 years for Title IX. That's incredible. And this is the 50th anniversary. The area's best high school sports coverage. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. We welcome you into Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand, where you can get the podcast. I'm Alex Strofe alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, my right-hand man, my partner in crime, the legendary blue checkmarkless on Twitter, Dennis Emrau. <laughs> Dennis, uh, before we even talk high school sports, we'll do a, do a good fair amount of uh, – looking at college sports around the area as well here a little bit later in the show. Everybody's getting their Aaron Rodgers takeoff. I've had plenty of time to do it myself. I will give you the floor. You are feeling what after Aaron Rodgers officially traded to the New York Jets? Sad because I know what it's like not to have a quarterback growing up. Uh, I grew up Bart Starr, and then it was a long time before Brett Favre. And when we had Favre, I was like, enjoy it toward the end of his career because this isn't going to happen. Wow, Aaron Rodgers, who would have thought? The only franchise that's going to have three Hall of Fame quarterbacks when you look at it. There's no other is franchise. That, is that so? There's no other franchise that has three. Rob Reichel, was, I think, had done a book on that. On, on, um, every, the teams had two, but nobody had three, and Rodgers was going to be the third. Huh. So you want to? Uh, I'm running through every back. team in my head right now, trying to figure back, out if that's true. Or back not. on that. So anyway, I I grew up a Packer fan. I'm always going to be a Packer fan. And yeah, maybe I don't like some of the stuff Rodgers did off the field and the, the, this back and forth stuff. But I don't want to go three and fourteen. I'm sorry. No, that's not. I like beating the Bears every year. I like beating the Lions. Well, they they tend to win more games in Detroit than the Packers do, but um, I don't like the Vikings. I hate the Vikings. (laughs) I'm sorry. My mom's side of the family's from Minnesota. I'll root root for the Gophers in some things, but not the Vikings. So I I don't want to see the Packers on the bottom of the – no, me too, Fourth. but I'm, af- I'm afraid that's the direction we're trending, pal. So, I think that's, uh... Yeah, okay, it's exciting that uh, there's a new quarterback, and there is any time you have a change, there is a rebuild where they say, no, good teams don't rebuild, they reload. Well, yeah, but how many have a Hall of Fame quarterback in waiting? Now, you never know, because when Rodgers came in, he dropped. He was supposed to be maybe the overall number one, and then he dropped to the Packers. And uh, there were a lot of people that were cr- critical of – of him, you know, when he started and why they wanted Favre to hang on as long as they did. Uh, I love Brett Favre, the the gunslinger, and uh, I thought Rodgers, four-time MVP, won Super Bowl. Well, there's a lot of teams that haven't yet won a Super Bowl, so maybe we expected more. Out, like out of Favre, we expected two or three, and didn't happen. Yeah. But you still, knowing that – he owned the Chicago Bears. <laughs> that alone, <laughs> I think, endeared, endeared, endeared me to him. And he's a winner on the field. He's, he made the teams a lot better. He played through broken ribs and a broken thumb. 
you know, the only thing that finally knocked him out of the lineup, you know, Favre had that streak where he just never right. left the field. Uh, broken collarbone, I'm sorry, you can't play with that. No, you cannot. So, Hard but, to throw football that way. But he was out there, you know, doing the best he could with it, and uh, I wish him well. But I don't wish the Jets well because – they could get a number one draft choice out of this deal. So. Yeah, as, as long as Aaron Rodgers plays 11 games, I believe is the math, yep. Dennis. But, Dennis, you're sporting your Green Bay Packers pullover today. Uh, uh, I, I assume that was on purpose? Yes. Yeah, I figured. Well, it's draft week. It is draft week. I'm excited. Pick number you know, 13. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where the Badgers go, where Herbig's going to go. I think Tippman's going to be round one or uh, round two. Keanu Benton could be round two or three, and then Herbig will probably be day three. Yeah. But he could be around four or five, maybe. But I'm also excited. Three guys that will be drafted from Wisconsin. Well, I've seen them listed in the top 100. I've got the, the Sports Weekly to see yeah. their draft edition and where all the guys are ranked. You know, I'll, I'll sit down. I'll watch the whole first round and be making notes of who's going where and how many <laughs> how many Big Ten schools are right. drafted. Who's the first Badger that gets to go? And I'll be texting my friends and. Um, Texting my Vikings and Bear fan, Bear fan friends, you know uh, that guy sucks. So yeah, I'm glad right? you got him. Glad you got him. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he stinks. Yeah. Very nice. All right, let's uh, let's dive into a couple high school news and notes from around the area. Dennis, the Wisconsin Football Foundation gave out their scholarships and four area recipients on that list. Yes, and all four of them were UW Credit Union Student Athletes of the Week. You pick them well, Dennis. Well, our first one of the year goes back to August, and that was Tommy Ramish from Wanakee. Um, he's going to be going to the UW, and he's right now playing lacrosse. He was a football lacrosse wow. player. Okay. And uh, then you look at uh, number two. The second one, I believe, was Griffin Empey, three-time sta- uh, state runner-up in wrestling and heavyweight and a football it's going to be playing football at North Dakota State. He's also track and field. It's throwing a shot in the disc. Uh, Mason Armstrong from Verona, undecided. Last time I checked, I haven't heard anything from his coach. If uh, He's playing baseball right now. He's an outstanding baseball player. He's got a chance to play that in college. Football, basketball, and baseball. Basketball, he was the ultimate defensive stud, uh, diving for loose balls on the floor. I remember Marty Stry, uh, who's for the playing football for the Badgers now, when he would go after we'd go up, oh, he's after another fumble recovery on the court. <laughs> <He> just <laughs> that was the kind of player that Mason Mason was. Army, love him. And then uh, Nolan Vils, one of my favorite athletes uh, from uh, Sauk Prairie. Football, wrestling, he was uh, a place winner his junior year at state wrestling. And then uh, he played baseball for three years. This year, decided to go out for track, won the Watertown Invitational, throwing the shot. Yeah, he's a decent athlete, huh? Yeah, so he's going to be a four-sport guy there. And you look at, uh, you know, grade point-wise, you know, these are all outstanding student-athletes, which is incredible. Uh, they were one of uh, among 12 student-athletes selected to the Wisconsin Football Foundation. There's a national foundation. The Wisconsin Football Foundation is part of that. Their scholar-athlete team, uh, they're going to receive $1,000 scholarships. Very nice. Well, congratulations to all four of them. Griffin MP, Mason Armstrong, Tommy Ramish, and Nolan Vils from Sauk Prairie. You mentioned he adds track and field to their resume, to his resume as a D1 and, recruit. And that's an important part to notice is how many of those athletes are multiple sport. Absolutely. And with the NFL draft, out of the 32 that are going to go in the first round, 
probably 28 or 29 are going to be multiple sport athletes when they were in high school. Yeah. And that, that's the number, kind of a general number every year. Some years it's 30 or 31. It's pretty close. You usually got one, maybe one specialist, and they're just, hey, they just like football, and that's all they wanted to play. But but uh, right. you look at this year, Nolan decided to, to go out for track. Uh, uh, the track coach has been trying to get him out for a few years, but he says he doesn't like stealing guys from other sports. He just said, hey, with your athletic ability and if you want to play college football, track might be a good one for you. Well, this year the, he decided, yeah, might as well give it a shot. And uh, he won the Badger Challenge discus title. He's throwing discus 140 feet without even wow without technique. I mean, you look at his strength. Uh, threw a 47-6 in the shot. And that won the Watertown Indoor Meet. So, um, I mean, he's got to pick up some, you know, some technique and stuff. But um, another one is uh, from the girls' basketball team and volleyball team, Maggie Hartwig. Yeah, the University she, of Evansville commit. Right. She's going to play basketball in college. Yep. Now, her freshman year, she went off a track. And pandemic hit. Yep. And Coach Andy Sherman told me a story. He said she was so disappointed. She only had like a week of practice before they shut down. He said he remembered she brought some brownies over to him, thanking him for for track. But now she was going <laughs> to concentrate on those other sports. Well, this year she decided to go out, and she was part of a relay. Sock Prairie had a relay meet last week where it, you have you know the, your typical relays, the four, the four by one, uh, the four by two, four by four. They're four by eight in meets. Well, they had a, a weight man's a throws. They get three throwers running 100, 100 meters each. Yeah, yeah. Or they put the uh, high jumpers together, <laughs> a, a trio of them, and they took all the heights combined, and that was a relay, whatever. So she was on one of the, the sprint relays that won, uh, won one of those. So nice. She's adapted the track pretty well. And, again, her comment was, she, you know, she was focusing on those other sports and wanted to try something different her senior year. I think uh, it's fascinating the way she says, "Hey, coach, I appreciate the time and effort, but I'm not going to come out this year." Is by delivering brownies. <laughs> I, I, I very much respect that move. That's terrific. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. She's uh, she was part of the 800 meter relay um, in the Badger Challenge that won. So, uh, yeah, and actually. Uh, she saw nobody was I think, doing the high jump, and said, oh, I'll maybe give that a shot. So you, you look at the jumping ability from volleyball, that, yeah. that translates over. But again, here, here's some kids that senior year, you can get senioritis sinks in. You know, uh, you, college is you know, just around the corner. But let's, let's give something else a shot. So Absolutely. I just thought, uh, and both of them, two of them have been my favorite athletes to cover over the last four years. Go back to their freshman years. Remember the first time Nolan, as a freshman, was brought up to the varsity football team, which you just don't see. And Maggie was brought up to the varsity basketball team as a freshman. And uh, those are the sports now. Nolan last week actually signed his preferred walk-on to Wisconsin, a yeah. defensive lineman. Yep. And Maggie's going to be playing basketball at Evansville. So congrats to both. Congrats to both indeed. We're going to talk to another multiple sport athlete coming up next, Dennis. We're both excited about this one, I know. He's a 2024 commit to the University of Wisconsin at the quarterback position from the Woodlands High School in Texas. Mabry Matoyer 
will join us next. And after him, we're going to do back-to-back interviews here tonight on Prep Mania. After him, we'll talk with Jason Verhels. The interim tag was just taken off of him as the athletic director over at Madison College. We'll talk to him. He's also going into the Wisconsin Swimming Coaches Association Hall of Fame uh, later this year, if I'm not mistaken. So a very fun couple of interviews coming up back-to-back here right after this. But before we take a break, got to tell you about our friends over at Zimbraconda, where for nearly 50 years they provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, it's a no-brainer. Go visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or you can go online, Zimbraconda.com, to search current vehicle inventory. Mabry Matoyer. The four-star quarterback commit in the class of 2024 to Wisconsin, a future Badger, will join us next. He's Dennis Semram, Alex Strofe. It is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. I got the magic in me. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold. Rolling on, it is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. I'm Alex Strope alongside the dean of area high school sports, the great Dennis Semran. He's a great guest booker, too, because guess who we got on the line right now? He's a four-star quarterback commit to the University of Wisconsin in the class of 2024 from Woodlands High School, fresh off a of spring practice in the great state of Texas. It is Mabry Matoyer. Mabry, thanks for the time, man. Spring football. Me and Dennis are astonished that's a thing because that's not really possible here in Wisconsin. How are you doing, my friend? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well, man. So tell us, uh, let's start with the recruitment process, right? I mean, I know okay. you, you, were, you were highly sought after from all the Power 5 schools just about in the country. Uh, you ultimately land on the University of Wisconsin, led by the new head coach, Luke Fickle. I imagine it was a whirlwind. It felt like it went by in two weeks uh, over the course of the last couple of years. What ultimately led you to the University of Wisconsin, my man? Um, so originally I got an offer back in, I think it was, August, September, and so I was like, I'm going to go check it out. My brother's like, they have great alignment because my brother plays at OU, and I used to play O-line, so I was like, well, that's always good having great alignment because if you have a good O-line, I can do what I can do in the backfield, you know what I mean? So yeah. I went and checked it out with Coach Chris, and I liked it, but I didn't think the offense was for me, and so I just kind of like, I don't know, it just wasn't for me at the time, and then I was going to commit to North Carolina with Coach Longo, uh, back in December, and then he left, and he told me he was going to Wisconsin. I was like, okay, well, I've been there before. I know what I'm getting into, so and I know that's an amazing program, so I might as well just go and commit to Wisconsin with Coach Longo. So you were like, Rick. you were like an early Christmas present. Uh, you understand you committed <laughs> what Christmas Eve? Yes, sir, I did. Was there some thought into that that yeah, I'd like to uh, uh, to surprise the coaches and do it? <laughs> Oh, yeah, so when I did it, I called Coach Longo a few days before, and he was in the hospital with his kids and his wife, and I called him, and all of his kids and his wife were screaming. It was super fun. I mean, it was awesome. And it's something good to, like, get off your shoulders, you know. Like, I really just get to focus on this one program and build build it from the bottom up with my new teammates coming out. Yeah, and I imagine, right? You say it's kind of the monkey off the back, right? Because as I said at the top, right? Like you were, you were, you were heavily sought after, which is obviously a cool feeling. But it was, it was never overwhelming for you, Mabry. All the attention and all the, I imagine, phone calls and letters and emails. Was it ever overwhelming for you? 
I mean, it, not really. Just because not all the kids get to be in my position, so I'm just very thankful um, to be in the position that I was in. So, I mean, it was awesome, but sometimes it does get a little tiring, you know. But, I mean, I couldn't complain. So, you said uh, your brother, uh, college football? Yes, sir. So, he's a right guard at the University of Oklahoma. So what and kind of, he's been starting since his freshman year. Wow. What kind of impact did he have on you going through all this process? Was that helpful? I mean, oh, for sure. Just because he knows the in and outs of all this. So, I mean, he was just telling me, just uh, pray to God uh, to show you the right path. And same what my, the, that's what my parents would tell me. But, I mean, he, he would, like, help me out a little bit, tell me, like, the pros and cons of schools that you're trying to narrow it down with. And that's what I did. And I ended up with Wisconsin. How many uh, schools did you have? You taken official visits, and this is kind of confusing enough for people. There, a lot of players make visits, but the, there's that. Oh, you have five official, which is going to change, right? It's going to be yes, unlimited. Sir. Yeah, so oh, um, it's going to be unlimited. Is it un- going to be unlimited? I think now. Uh, I think that's that, crazy. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think that, that's one of the NCAA changes coming through. But so, how, have you had any officials? Um, so I'm only doing one, obviously, to Wisconsin, June 2nd, the first weekend of June. Oh, that is the best time of year oh, in, in Madison, Wisconsin, Mabry. You're going to love it, man. Exactly. All the coaches are like, you have to come in the summer. So I was like, okay, I'll come. Summers in Madison are the that best. They're the best. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited more. for it. And then I'm going up there this Wednesday or tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow t- night. Tomorrow. What, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you've attended a spring practice, or what are you doing up here? Just checking out uh, campus. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to attend the spring practice. My dad hasn't uh, got to meet Coach Fickle yet, but he's been up there with me when I went back in September. But Coach Fick really wants to meet him, and so I'm just going to bring him up there with me. What's the relationship been like with Coach Fick? It's been really great. I mean, he texts me all the time. Um, one time he texted me, he was like, "The future is in your hands here." I mean. Hearing that from the head coach, I mean, it just makes me super pumped. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand when you get recruited, you just don't get recruited by a position coach. It's like they all come out in droves. Uh, have you uh, had yeah. that, that feeling too? Oh, for sure. With Coach Bicanella, uh, I mean, really the whole staff, you know. I mean, they've all been great about it. Totally. As we chat here with Mabry Matoyer, he's a 2024 commit for the University of Wisconsin, a quarterback from the Woodlands High School in, in Texas. And and Mabry, uh, Badger fans may not be super familiar with your game. Uh, uh, me and Dennis were talking off the air, reading articles about you. You get the comparisons to a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who's done all right for himself. The hair, the hair as well, might have something to do with it. But in but your the thing is, I've had it since I haven't cut my hair in my whole life. I mean, I get really? hit, like little hair haircuts to like shape it up but like i've always had this little hairstyle you know okay then i gotta ask you remember the titans have you seen it yeah sunshine sunshine <laughs> has anybody yeah. ever called you that everybody call, every name y'all could probably think of i've probably been called yeah, it's long hair. but maybe <laughs> but maybe in your own words tell badgers fans what are they getting in maybe matoyer okay i would say i'm a dual threat quarterback and i bring uh the intensity to a game so i mean when we need a first down, like, I'm the man to give the ball, you know, like, just put the balls in my hands and I'll make something happen. Like, I'm not, I'll put anything on the line for my teammates and for the program, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I throw the ball, I run the ball, I do it all. We grow them big up here for alignment. I mean, if you're not 6'8", what, 6'8", 330, probably you don't play. You're, what, 6'5", 220? Is that 
Is that pretty close? Yeah, six, six, five and a half, two twenty-five. So I, I don't think you have a problem seeing over alignment, right? Ooh, dual threat. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. we, we should be good. There you go. I don't know if y'all seen that video of me hurdling somebody, but I, I cleared him and I scored <laughs> in our rival game. That's a humble brag yeah, right there, yeah. man. <laughs> Hurdle, have you done any other uh, sports besides football? Uh, yes, sir. So this is my first year not playing uh, basketball. I mean, I really just thought I wouldn't play it just because I just love the game of football and I really wanted to focus on it, you know. Um, it was time for me to just fade away from basketball a little bit and just focus on my craft. And football. No doubt about it. As we chat here with Mabry Matoyer, a commit to the University of Wisconsin in the class of 2024 at the quarterback position. That room has been beefing up the last couple of months under the new regime over at UW. Mabry, what's your uh, what's your favorite memory so far from high school football? What's 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 stuck out for you and your experiences? Uh, so when I was a freshman, uh, I actually played on varsity. So my cousin was the center, and my other cousin was the left guard. And so when I got put on the field, the first pass I ever threw was a 54-yard pass in the air for a touchdown. Whew. So, I mean, that's something I'll always remember, playing with my cousins along my side. And I'll always, always remember uh, how happy they were for me after I threw that ball. Yeah. And it was just the best moment I've ever felt. Your first pass, a 54-yard touchdown. Yes, sir. Not many people can say that. That's pretty wow. sweet. Some quick ones here. Favorite food? Uh, I like sushi and steak. So I'm a surf and turf guy. The surf and turf. Uh, favorite player in pro, high school, college? Okay, so the reason I started playing quarterback was because of Tom Brady. But since he retired, I'm going to have to go with Josh Allen. I try to play after him just because he's a big dude like me. And so just trying to adopt ways from him. Big body, dual threat. Anything. Exactly. Pe- anything, exactly. Ab- anything about you people don't know, maybe your friend, closest friends do, but maybe some hidden talent or place you've been or relatives or. Uh, oh, let me think. Okay, so my uncle played in the NFL for 10 years for the Bears. And my three, wait, two of my uncles played at AM and my grandpa played at AM, so. We have a long line of football players. So was your family upset you didn't uh, commit to A&M? Oh, no. No, sir. <laughs> a hobby. No. What do you do for fun? Um, I'm, I'm a big family guy, so I just like hanging around with my family, you know? So probably that, go to the lake, wake surf and stuff. Have you ever been on a snowmobile before? <laughs> uh, I have not, but I've been dog sledding. <laughs> really? Well, you have? How did that come about? I mean, that was super fun. I was in Colorado, and I was like a little. After we went skiing, we went there one day, and we did that. It was pretty sick. Uh, that sounds pretty sick. I would agree with that. Mabry Metoyer, the uh, 2024 quarterback commit for the University of Wisconsin. What's the relationship been like with the other recruits in that class, Mabry? We had Robert Booker on a few weeks ago, and he, he said you guys are constantly playing video games, Call of Duty, I believe he said, and uh, you know group uh, yes, chats sir. and stuff. What, what's the relationship like with the other commits? I mean, it's going great. I mean, I just, I'm just i really just trying to create a bunch of people super hard. I mean, that's my job being the first commit and also being – the quarterback, the leader of the team. So, I mean, I'm really just trying to make all these guys feel like Wisconsin's home for them, you know? That's, that's so neat coming from a guy who's only been here once, right? Like, Wisconsin's home, and, you, and tomorrow will be your second time here. That's that's really neat. It'll Is, be my third. It'll be my it'll be third, third time. Okay, I got you. Yes, sir. But still, but only, still only here like twice, a, yeah. right? Exactly. Have you met Robert Booker? Oh, yeah, yes, sir. 
I was like, I was like, Raw, make sure you're on that visit with me. And he wasn't committed yet. And then he committed like four days after. <laughs> you got to like six foot five tight ends, right? Oh, yeah. We love him, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Maybe we really appreciate the time, man. Best of luck here the rest of spring practice and into your senior year. And, and we're looking forward to seeing you and chatting more as you, uh, you get to town. Safe travels tomorrow as well. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Thank you all so much. That's Mabier Metoyer, the 2024 quarterback commit for the University of Wisconsin. He's Dennis Semmer. I'm Alex Strofe. We'll continue our conversation here on Zipperconda's presentation of Prep Mania right after this. Uh, hey, baby, won't you look my way? I can be your new addiction. Rolling on here, it is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. I'm Alex Strofe alongside the Dean of Area High School Sports, the great Dennis Semrau. Excited to be joined now by a guy who's got a long resume, former Madison Memorial and UW swimmer, longtime coach, longtime official, soon to be inducted into the Wisconsin Swimming Coaches Association Hall of Fame, and now the brand new athletic director. At Madison College, Jason Verhelst joins us now on the line. Jason, congratulations on the new role. Uh, I think I listed, did I miss anything in that long resume of yours? <laughs> no, but it made me tired just thinking of <laughs> just uh, listening to it. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, really excited. Um, you know, Madison College, uh, the future is incredibly bright, and I'm excited and humbled to be able to, to, to lead the Wolf Pack into the future. You were the interim for one year now, almost a year. Um, <laughs> that can be a good thing and a bad thing, but you decided, yeah, it was something you definitely wanted to pursue. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've been at the college so since leaving uh, Wisconsin, and then I worked for Wisconsin Sports Development Corporation um, you know, for a little games. bit there. Yep. Yeah, Badger State mm-hmm. game for those of, those of uh, us that know that. Um but uh, I, you know, I've been at the college 22 years and have seen the seen the college uh, really grow and uh, the building has transformed. I mean, the the building that I walked into in in 2000 when I started my job um, is does not even resemble you know how nice the the building is and our facilities are now. So. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's an awesome transformation um, to be able to go all these years and see it, and then have the opportunity to uh, to lead us into the future. I'm I'm excited about it. What's the biggest challenge you face coming in now? We've survived the pandemic, uh, and uh, <laughs> you, you look at the cost of education. You know, having the opportunity for our area high school students to have a school like uh, Madison yeah. College. From a financial standpoint, is you know, one thing, but what, what's the future look like there? Yeah, I mean the, the the future. I mean we're in a transition. So I, this year has been such a challenge. You know, I've hired hired a bunch of coaches. So we hired a men's basketball coach. We hired a men's soccer coach. Um, we got a former setter from Wisconsin for our volleyball coach, um, and then working on a women's basketball coach right now. And then in addition to that, we are going Division Two in all our sports, which means we, we offer tuition scholarships. Um, and so that, uh, that is something that's been done at the college in baseball and softball for a number of years, but hasn't been done in our other sports. So, so for us, we're really excited about that. It'll be a little um, higher level of competition, but then also to be able to have that opportunity for scholarships in some of our other sports. I mean, 
for for baseball, a lot of people don't realize. I mean, we're we're recruiting on the front end to get kids to come in, and then we're kind of recruiting on the back end to get kids to go on and play at four-year schools. And we've had about a 60 kids go Division One in in our baseball program, and so uh, we're you know hoping hoping to to maybe replicate that in some of our other sports. That's so neat. As we talk with Jason Verhelst here, the athletic director at Mad- Madison College, and you know, college sports have evolved so much in the last two years, let alone, I mean, the last five years, right, Jason? At at, at every level, and I've had the opportunity the last two years to talk with Pat Richter, the former UW athletic director, uh, every week, and, and you know, so every week we're talking name, image, likeness, and transfer portal. And I'm curious, from your perspective at at, at the ju- junior college level, what what role does NIL play? Not only at Madison College, but at the at the junior college level overall that's funny that you should ask that because i i actually just uh, last week at the end of last week i i met with a guy um open doors is a is a yeah. name of a company that that wisconsin uses too um to help their student athletes with nil and uh we had we had a conversation too and uh it, it's just starting to get into the njca um you know for us we're really focused on trying to to fundraise and get enough scholarship money to be able to give give kids an opportunity to have have a little t- cheaper tuition, even even though Madison College is incredibly reasonable. Um, so we're more focused on that end. That doesn't mean that NIL is not a thought, um, but I I don't think it's as far in to uh, the NJCA or two year schools as it is with. Uh, you know, division one institutions, but it's something that's coming, you know, and as far as transfer portal that, you know, it's more for us, like I, like I just talked to transferring them from us to others. Right. And so, uh, so those student athletes that we have um, for our teams, you know, are playing a role in trying to fill rosters at division one, division two schools throughout the country, in addition to those transfer portals. So, um, so that's, that's kind of how we fit in, I guess. When you, uh, you look at um, swimming, obviously that's got to be your favorite. Uh, you want to talk about what it meant when you found <laughs> out that you're going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I was. I mean, I, so uh, Tim Ritchie was one of my former uh, coaches and then uh, uh, you know mentor of mine, and also you know coached me um, in high school and was an AD. Um, he, he nominated me and I mean, it's awesome. I mean, uh, you know, for a, for a guy that uh, grew up with a father that, um, couldn't swim. And so he, he, you know, for me to get into swimming and to experience what I've had in swimming and to be able to have the awesome student athletes that I had at Madison Memorial and at, at Edgewood, um, it's an awesome honor. And, and, uh, so so another guy, a huge mentor of mine, is uh, Gary Copine. Will be uh, will be introducing me um, for that banquet, and that that to me, more than anything, is uh, means a ton. Well, you look at your athletic director role. There's nobody finer at the high school level than than Culp was. I don't think there was ever an event I went to that he did not make an appearance at. Checking, know, following up on it. It was like uh, I think he got up at six and. And worked till midnight or one, and then went back and did it the next day. I mean, he was. Phenomenal. I would agree. So, what what agree. kind of impact has he had on you, and uh, has he been a sounding board for you? 
Yeah, big time. I mean, he, uh, you know, he was obviously my coach. And then, uh, you know, in my role as, as girl swim coach at Memorial, then he was my, my boss um, as the athletic director. And, uh, yeah, we, I mean, we have a ton of conversation. Actually, to this day, um, not only is he, uh, you know, incredible role model and sounding board for me, he's also uh, my guy with the chainsaw in the neighborhood. And so uh, he, <laughs> I call him, I mean, and that's the relationship we have, you know, like I, I call him and he brings over his chainsaw and cuts down, you know, cuts down a, a branch or limb that I have in my yard. So, I mean, we live close to each other and it's just, uh, you know, it's a big family. And uh, I, for, for, for Cope, like you said, I mean, he, if you want to emulate somebody, I mean, he, he's a good person to emulate for, uh, for that athletic director role. So, you know, the high school athletic directors, that's not an easy role. And for him, he sometimes made it look, look pretty easy. Your dad was a long time. He was a basketball coach. Robbie was the basketball player. You were the swimmer. How did that come about? (laughs) We grew up down the street from uh, Ridgewood pool, which is uh, actually crazy enough getting a brand new uh, facility here. Findorf is just finishing up their facility and, uh, May 26th, I'm going to a grand reopening event. So, um, but we, uh, yeah, we grew up down the street from the pool. Um, the pool director um, came down and said, hey, you know what? You should really put Jason in swim team. And my dad said, there's a team for that. Um, you know, I, I don't realize, you know, swimming up and down the pool, is that is that a thing? And so, uh, and my dad, my dad was never, uh, never, was taught how to swim. Um, and so he never, uh, he never pushed us obviously into swimming and didn't really know too much about it, but, um, we lived right down the street and just got hooked and I had a group of friends and just kept going with it. So it's, I, I find that really interesting for a lot of student athletes and how they get into this, into their sports. Um, and it depends, you know, depends a lot by friends and it depends a lot by the, the programs that are around, the communities um, that get kids involved. Yeah, that's so neat. And what Madison College does is so neat, right? Going back to our transfer portal conversation a little bit earlier, it's so different than when you look at maybe a Division One school at the NCAA level, right? So it's it's so neat, mm-hmm. everything you guys do. Another cool thing you guys have put on the last couple of years, uh, led by Bill Kegler, who does a lot of work with you guys at Madison College, is yep. the 608 basketball tournament, which is returning for a third year this December. Jason, I know you've been a part of it. You've seen it. I mean, it's 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 a really neat thing that that's in the Madison area, and, and you guys get to be the home of it is. I mean, it, you know, with with uh, nice facilities, obviously comes a responsibility. I feel to be able to host host good events, right? And so, six hundred eight is one example of that. I mean, we we have our fields out uh, at the Goodman Complex for both softball and for soccer are used constantly. I mean, we've had uh, you know Wisconsin and Minnesota playing um, playing soccer out there. We've had uh, we've had tournament games for WIA for softball out at our complex. So, you know, all those, all those events, um, and including one that, uh, you know, we're hoping to announce here coming up, um, to be a host for, for, uh, another thing. Um, you know, we're excited to be able to host those things. We're excited to be able to showcase our facilities. We're excited to be able to have people on campus to be able to see the college and, uh, you know, Bill Kegler does a great job, and 608 is one one example of the, of a lot of events that we do. Uh, Parkcrest, uh, that's where you got your start with, with, with the swimming long-time <laughs> yeah. coach there. 
And uh, I had a chance to cover the city where I think you were dressed up in some kind of dinosaur outfit or something. <laughs> Talk about the city swimming. Tweeting the fifth on that. Right. I, yeah. how, uh, the city swimming, that's, that, that's an incredible oh, thing when oh. you look at. Yeah. How, how is Madison such a big swimming hotbed? Well, and it, I mean, there you go. Again, how do people get into the sport? And why, why is Madison in the surrounding area successful in swimming? It's because of the youth the youth programming, right? And so with all these neighborhood pools, it's, it's unique. It's, it, I, uh, I think last year or the year before, was the, it was the second largest swim meet in the entire nation. There's one out in Virginia, I believe, that has a little bit more, but 2,100 swimmers. I mean, it, it, it's insane, you know, to be able to have that many people in the sport. And, and that's, you know, that's why – you know, the, the high school teams are successful. That's why I got involved in Parkcrest because Parkcrest feeds into Madison Memorial where I coached. And um, it's a great, uh, it's a great summer, summer program. We have fun with it, um, you know, to keep, keep kids involved. And there's a, there's a, you know, a gamut of swimmers that are involved. I mean, Beta Nelson, who's a international swimming star, you know, she, she competed in that. And then there's, you know, the five-year-old that's more interested in getting Skittles at the concession stand, you know, so <laughs> it's, it totally runs the gamut. And you also have a community service component to it, the fundraising that you do. Yeah. Which... Yeah. And that's huge. Second Harvest, Second Harvest has, has reaped a, a ton of, uh, ton of help from, from the community. Um, we have a fun food drive every summer and that, that is huge. I mean, it, it it's awesome to be able to, you know, compete with, you know, so many community members, but then also to be able to give back to those community members um, that are that are in need. I mean, that's 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 a pretty uh, pretty good caveat with that. Yeah, you're doing great stuff, Jason. That's awesome to hear. Going into the Wisconsin Swimming Coaches Association Hall of Fame and uh, take the interim tag off the athletic director at Madison College. Jason, excited to see what you continue to do and looking forward to chatting down the road. Really appreciate the time. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for supporting prep, prep sports. We love doing it. That's Jason Verhels, the athletic director at Madison College. We'll wrap up Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania right after this, right here on ESPN Madison. It is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Wrap it up. It's been a really fun show. Again, a thanks to Mabry Matoyer and Jason Verhels, the athletic director of Madison College, for joining us tonight. I'm Alex Strope alongside the dean of area high school sports, Dennis Semrau, from the ESPN Madison studio. Of course, Zimbraconda's Prep Mania brought to you by Zimbraconda, where for nearly 50 years they provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce that car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style, your needs, and your wants to look for current vehicle inventory. Head over to Zimbraconda today or go to their website, Zimbraconda.com. Dennis, the annual meeting for the WIA, the governing body of all high school sports in the state, is tomorrow. What do we got on the docket? Well, the big one is, well, they have five constitutional amendments. There's always something to vote on, but... The big one is their competitive balance plan. Now, for years, and this 
primarily been basketball because that's the yeah. one that draws a lot of revenue for the state tournament. But it had been a private and a public issue that the public schools said the private schools have certain advantages. They can, quote, recruit. They don't have, you know, their set districts or set. whatever. They come from all over. But it has become obvious through the years, is, especially with the small rural communities, that it's more of a rural-urban issue. Um, how can you have a school, uh, a community that's got – 800 to 1,000 in it, going up against the community that's got 25,000. You know, when you're looking at postseason play, they added a fifth division for basketball, and they've added extra divisions so that smaller schools have a chance. Right. Kind of weird considering that for years, Indiana basketball tournament took a lot of pride in it being one division. Right. Hoosiers, for example, right? Exactly. The movie. But um, among it, uh, the, the big one is uh, the amendment is two parts. One that will elevate teams that have a high amount of success for postseason play. That means they have to move up a division. And the other was a plan for teams to move down a division if they struggle. If passed, this will go into effect in the 24-25 school year. Now, this has been going on, this debate has been going on for a while. And eight years ago, in April of 2015, schools voted to consider the, what was called a multiplier. You, you, some kind of way to figure out how to the schools more success in the private schools. We had maybe one and a half or two and a half times the enrollment. They were trying to fi- manipulate the enrollment so that they would be in a, in a higher division. Back then, I remember Division Three seemed to always be the we call it the WISA, the private school division. Yeah. Back in the old days when there was the uh, Independent Schools uh, Athletic Association. Uh, but anyway. Uh, they had a free and a reduced lunch reducer, too, depending on how many schools had had a lot of students with that. Both were devoted on handily. In 2016, the success factor came up again, and it was rejected 221 to 198. That's the closest of any of the uh, decisions to date. Now, wow. I, I, if, the, if this goes into effect... Notre Dame's girls basketball team, which has won three straight D2 titles, because of the success factor, they would now be moved up to Division One. Um, so you're looking at uh, now schools, if they're not having success, could go down. Now if somebody gets moved up, who gets to go down? Is it the, the next school? Well, if that school is really successful, they should probably stay where they are. So now it's the next one that's the least successful. Yeah, that gets a little dicey. So let's just reset for a second, then. Is this only in basketball or is this in every sport? No, this is for every sport. So now. You, you could make the case for a team like Catholic Memorial in football, then, right? Who's, who's yep. consistently successful, always ends up at Camp Randall Stadium. That they should be in Division Two. Right. Uh, While well, they were down to Division Four. Right. You think about that. Um, when DeForest won their title, they were in Division Three. Won a key every year. Division two, right? And in football is a different animal because they go. They first of all they d- decide the field, and then you go top thirty-two, division one, next thirty-two. Sure. So people didn't understand. Well, why is Wanakee not in division one? Well, this past year they were because the enrollment finally moved them up into that bracket. But that this is a school because of success, and uh, the points would be awarded based on the finish in the tournament series. Four points for winning a state title, three for advancing to the championship game, two for going to a state semifinal, the final four, and one for going to a state quarterfinal, or a sectional final, or a level three 
like for example in football or a level two in A-player in a football. At, at the team level, those teams that accumulate six or more points the previous three years will then be placed up one division. So you consider, okay, Wanakee, last year they got to level three. The year before that, they won a state title. I think the year before that, they lost a state title. So they were they, going to be automatically, say, in Division One. Right. There would be an appeals process in place for those schools that would be impacted by the tournament performance factor. Uh, and um, and then just like uh, those schools that want to go down, or they don't get somebody doesn't get allowed it because oh wait a minute why did they go and we don't so there will be an appeals process for that. But it said uh, from the proposal a team cannot be moved down due to another team's promotion if the aforementioned team had earned any ter- performance points. So if you'd gotten to the final four or s- sectionals, for example. Uh, no, just you want to move down. You're not going to you're be able staying. to. Okay. Right. The next smallest school without tournament performance points would be. So now the question is, <laughs> how will the vote shake out? Yeah, let's take it. Let's take an example for uh, for basketball. Say 100 boys teams decide they want to move down. <laughs> Five, ten. There's no way of knowing how many. Uh, sure. You know, you're looking at. Uh, Criteria the schools could use to justify the change. Prior year out of building student percentage on rosters, historical movement of student athletes, socioeconomics of the population, demographics, geography, enrollment trend. I mean, there's a lot of things in here. There's a lot of things in there. You're not kidding. So um, they've been working on this. They had a special committee that has dealt with this the last couple of years. Now it's finally coming to a vote. And the, the, the feeling is that whatever the smaller schools want, the smaller schools get because there's more of them than there are the larger ones. For sure. example, a lot of us would love to see eight schools back in Division One at the state basketball tournament, but it's not going to happen as long as the smaller schools have a way of saying, no, we don't want that. If they get eight, why don't we get eight? That's true. That's true. Now there's a proposal to have that move up to six. And we'll see what happens with that. We sure will. Uh, the annual meeting for the WIA is tomorrow, I believe, in Stevens Point. In Stevens Point. Uh, that's where the headquarters ho- are. Holiday Inn Hotel and Convention Center. I've emceed many events at that hotel. Yeah, it starts at 9 o'clock, and there's some years that meeting has lasted a couple hours, and there's some that has gone on forever. Yeah, I would imagine. I think tomorrow might be one of those, given this uh, on the docket. F- yeah, you can follow it on the WIA. They've got their portal. Uh, yeah, it's on the website, WIAWI.org. Org again, WIAWI.org. You, you have to pay for that one, though, don't you? Uh, I'm mean? unsure, Dennis. You would know better yeah, than me. Yeah, I'd have to check with Todd Clark at the WIA. But uh, yeah, that's, so that's one to keep an eye on there. And that uh, Travis Wilson with Sports did uh, a lot of research on it. They, so uh, they've looked at potentially over the last few years who would have gone up, who would have gone down. So if you want to see if your school is in it, I'd say check that out. That's over at wissports.net. Dennis, appreciate you as always, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. You bet. This has been Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. If you missed any of today's show, go find it. WisconsinDemand.com or the Wisconsin On Demand app or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Prep Mania.